Hey guys, Dustin Wynn, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. Hey, this is Scott Snyder, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Paul Dini, listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned. Got, see who we got. All right. Uh, welcome back to Bat Force Radio, the DC Batman podcast with No Limits. And uh, we're joined tonight by Legends of Lego Batman from Southern California. Here, here. Uh, he's also uh, in attendance as Little Baby Legends, who will more than likely probably uh, make a couple of uh, one liners here and there. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Triple J, uh, the Grumpler himself, over from New York. Yo. We got Robin D. Cross up in Canada. Podcast. And then uh, myself, I am Bat Tom over in Southern California. And uh, we just uh, got some information this week um, with some news about, uh, I guess they're calling it DC Films officially now, right? Instead of the DCEU. But uh, The Wrap has reported that there's been, I think a couple of weeks ago we mentioned and we kind of talked about this big shakeup. That happened as far as um, people who were involved in production and uh, Jeff Johns initially trying to have a bigger role, but then they were kind of keeping him where he was at. Uh, where it stands now is the website, The Wrap, I guess had a couple of um, interviews. I'm not sure who specifically they spoke to, but I'll just read the article. How's that sound? Because there's a lot yeah, of good stuff that. in it. Let me find it real quick. Here it is. So the article reads... And I hate when they fucking start adding bullshit little, like, they can't, it's just whole, so hard for the media just to keep it uh, unbiased and without their fucking input. Um, even this article has, like, a little, like, couple, like, one-liners of them saying shit, but you can fish out what's real and what's not. But um, the article reads, Warner Brothers' disappointing Justice League has been called a Frankenstein, a mess of a movie patched together by too many parties, including two directors. But the studio hopes a major shakeup will make up for the streamlined process and more successful superhero films. After surviving two awkward years of greenlighting by committee, newly minted Warner Brothers Pictures chairman Toby Emmerich will now answer to no one but Warner's entertainment CEO, Kevin Sushihara. Quote, Toby has green light, I have red light, end quote, Sushihara told The Wrap. The company announced Tuesday that 23-year veteran marketing chief Sue Kroll would step down to a producer gig. She was previously part of a committee to greenlight new film productions, a power that not solely, now solely belongs to Emmerich. Fewer cooks in the kitchen will mean not just better decisions on what films to make, but on how to market them, one WB insider told The Wrap. That's where it gets confusing is because they're not mentioning who's saying some of these things. They're just saying an insider, and I don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> one marketing decision that seems misguided in retrospect Excluding Henry Cavill's Superman from Justice League advertising. In order to preserve the so-called surprise of the Man of Steel didn't really die in Batman vs. Superman. And that is also um, 
no one at Warner Brothers is saying that. That's just uh, an opinion by the uh, by the article. And that can kind of be debated either way. The bizarre decision not to have Superman included in the marketing stopped Justice League from potentially hitting a 100 million opening weekend, the insider said. Again, they're not saying who they're quoting. It's just an insider, a Warner Brothers insider. So I don't know who yeah. the fuck that is. Of course, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Any, any, any of us could say an insider said something. Yeah, yeah. So it's... it's have have an, an, an article based on this insider news. That's why it's important for people when they read something to not just believe everything they read. Um, because if it was a legit quote that they're allowed to use with a, with a source, they would put the person's name. So that's just saying someone they spoke to who... Probably the fucking tour guide over at Warner Brothers said that on a tram ride or something. Of course, <laughs> of course, maybe Warner Brothers just wanted to conceal an inconvenient mustache. There you go. There's their little, their little uh, sprinkle of, of sauce on it. Kroll had her successes, including the mega hit Wonder Woman. These, this is quote, quote, these intense scrutinies, uh, there's intense scrutiny on everything we do, particularly in this world and the DC superhero universe, end quote. She said in a June interview to promote Wonder Woman. But another insider, one familiar with Kroll's thinking, said there may have been a simple reason for her struggles marking, uh, making Justice League fly. Quote, she hated superhero movies, end quote. A Warner Brothers rep. So when they, when they, took, that, when they took that from an insider and they brought it to a Warner Brothers rep, the Warner Brothers rep had no comment on the matter. When asked for comment, Kroll told the rep, it's simply not true that she hates superhero movies. Quote, I love superhero movies. I've always considered it an honor to market films that fans feel so passionately about. And I think our track record stands for itself. End quote, Kroll said. As, just, as for Justice League campaign, I stand behind everything we did. It was, a tr- it was strategic and creative, and I am immensely proud of the work done by all of us. In her new role as a producer, Kroll will help mount uh, Mother of Fucking Some Movie by Bradley Cooper. Uh, directorial debut by Bradley Cooper. Who gives a fuck. Marketing and distribution duties will now fall to two executives who will report to Emmerich, Blair Rich, president of Worldwide Marketing, and Ron Sanders, a president of Worldwide Distribution. Warner Brothers is currently second place to Walt Disney, home of Marvel, now the gold standard of comic book cinematic universes. Holy shit. So Warner Brothers as a studio is second only to Disney? That's pretty nuts. Yeah, that's massive. Fanboys would make you think that they were dead last out of like a thousand. I'm, I, that's going to be because they have a ton of franchises, right? Warner Brothers, like Harry Potter, all the Batman movies. Um, damn, I didn't think that they were second. Holy shit! As far I'm assuming, and they then mean, uh, and even stuff like uh, it was uh, yeah. a Warner Brothers movie. I'm, I'm assuming they mean as far as like money making, a money making studio. Yeah. Um, Warner Brothers needs to continue. Oh, this is a quote. Quote, Warner Brothers needs to continue doing what it's always done, producing the biggest, most diverse slate in the business. That's what made us that's what made us successful. We can't do what Disney's done. It's worked really, really well for them, but it's not who we are. We need to continue to create a balanced slate of all styles of movies and all genres, Sushihara said. So, um it ends, I think, with that quote from him. Basically what is going on is people from the rap were able to interview Ken Sushihara and get like three quotes from him and get one quote from uh, Miss Kroll. And from that, they're like running with a couple of other. Oh, an insider said this. An insider said that. After you cut all the fat away, it sounds like there's less people who are at the top of the mountain shouting down decisions for making movies. And they don't want to do anything that, D, that, Mar- or that uh, Marvel or Disney is doing. 
though. Those are the facts. Everything else is kind of weird. which is which is a a good thing uh, that this guy isn't of the mind that they should try to do the Marvel stuff because we already saw what happened when they brought in Joss Whedon to Justice League to throw in a dash of Avengers. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it was it made the least money. I, I it, and it raises. I mean, I know it's um just their kind of speculation. It's not anything that's been reported by anyone from Warner Brothers or no one's admitted it. But it is interesting to think, did they screw up by not putting Superman in the posters and the trailers, even if it was going to blow whatever um, twist that he comes back? Everyone fucking knew for the most part he's coming back. I don't think... I don't don't think anyone... Because the, the, the whole world already knew that he was part of the the filming and everyone knew the mustache thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't a surprise. Like we didn't think that was playing someone else. Yeah. I, I, I think that was a uh, mistake by them with the marketing because for one, everybody saw the gravel move up in the, uh, in the uh, casket at the end of uh, BBS. So we all knew he was alive at that point, but for some reason, when Joss Whedon took over, he rewrote the script or something. I don't know if it was him or Snyder. And Superman was still technically dead at the beginning of Justice League, so they had to create this way of him to come back to life. I thought it would have been a better idea if he was already alive somewhere and then just came back and joined him. Like he was just yeah. like taking a break? Like he was taking a break? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. you know, when Ross and Rachel were on a break, he uh, was doing the same. Yeah. I, I mean, he was doing him, is what he was doing. Right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, th- I think they, I, they I think he would have been. I was just gonna say, I think they waited till like the last two weeks before the movie came out to start, you know, putting Superman in marketing materials. It was after at it, that point. It was after he. It was after the movie was released that they started putting him in like yeah. posters, and they didn't even invite him to any of the press um, events. Any of the. Yeah. He wasn't even part of the press tour initially. It was it was after my selfie with Gal Gadot, so they really <laughs> effed up. So <laughs> you you were in more marketing for Justice League than Cavill was, is what you're saying. It's true. I was on the Justice both, League. Both of you media. guys were. That's right. Yeah, we you guys were. were all over the place that night. We we were. You, on you the guys press. got more press than Henry Cavill before the before the movie came out. We were on the Instagram and the Twitter way more than Superman was. That's pretty crazy to think about. But, and Gal Gadot's uh, Facebook page, but who's counting? <laughs> and the video. Uh, Grumps, what were you saying? No, that was it. That, that, that's that's yeah. all I was saying. Yeah, they, I, I was going to ask you what uh, Ben Affleck was drinking that night. But, oh, he, he, he smelled more of, uh, of, like, of like cedar wood, like, like an aftershave <laughs> than, than alcohol. I think he was probably trying to mask it. So, um, I mean, he smelled like a man, I'll tell you that much right now. And uh, <laughs> it, it, he sounds like Ron Burgundy now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my apartment smells of fine mahogany. Yeah, he smelled like he smelled like he had just been uh, wood woodworking a canoe in his uh, in his garage hours before coming to the premiere. Um, he kind and, of like that mountaineer beard bomb beard uh, yeah, oil. Exactly. Yeah, but um, I don't know. You know, it's it's funny because we're obviously bigger fans of Batman to begin with. So we, regardless of who else is going to be in the movie, we would have gone to see it. But it does kind of leave that question up in the air of, you know, the general unassuming audience who's not 100% up on everything. Were they turned away by the fact that they didn't see if their favorite person was Superman on the posters, you know? Um, 
I don't know. It's we we won't ever really know. It's something that we can't take back as far as like you know. It's kind of a shitty situation. It's just like a bunch of what ifs. And um, yeah, you know, I'll be honest. Like after reading the article, it doesn't really make me feel any more secure about anything because I don't fucking trust the, that dude anyway. Ken Sushihara. Yeah, you're right. He was the dude. If I had to pick up one guy to to take out of the equation, he would have been the one. Yeah, and again. And we said this the last time. Everybody else gets the the finger pointed at him, except for the guy at the top. And the guy at the top, he was the one that made the call as far as to replace Snyder in the middle of production. He was the one that made the call to say okay with digitally, you know, removing the mustache and all that shit. You know, so say what you will of the marketing campaign, say what you will of everything else. Um, that dude, I think, is mainly responsible for any backlash of this film. And uh, the, the, what I don't like <clears throat> is these, like, fanboys that, like, hate... I mean, he had it before he came onto this movie. But uh, Joss Whedon, um, there's people who, like, sincerely think that he took this job as an opportunity to, like, undercut DC or to um, throw the fucking <laughs> towel in or, or to, to basically, like, sink the movie on purpose. And that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, because what director who wants to have a career, an ongoing career, would ever knowingly and on purpose, like, fucking sink their own movie? You know, this guy, basically what happened is, I think he, I can't remember specifically, but he didn't like the way Marvel and Disney were kind of handling him at the second Avengers movie. I remember there was something going on with that. And he was happy to kind of step away and kind of go and make deals with DC and DC Films and Warner Brothers because he still wants to be a big fucking director that makes money and has a career. So he's not going to, after, you know, giving up the ship with Disney, turn around and go fuck with uh, DC. He's not 12 years old. He doesn't think like these meme accounts do. He's a grown man with a family and a career that he's got to support. So knowing that, I think he he did a job. He took a job and he did a job and he did whatever he thought was the best that he could do. Was it you know? Did it make a better movie? Maybe not. Um, did he ruin the movie? I don't. I wouldn't say that he ruined the movie because the movie was kind of the minute you fucking take Snyder and you look at what he gives you and you decide to still use it but like chop a bunch out and mix a bunch of other shit in. That's when you ruin it. Josh Sweden just came in and gave you what you wanted. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think anything that he gave us or he gave that movie was anything that wasn't, like, kind of directed to him to give. You know, we want more laughs. We want more fun. We want more this or that. He was just there to do it, you know? Well, it, it seems like they may have learned their lesson when Wonder Woman came out and they didn't chop anything out of what Patty Jenkins had done. Yeah. And then that did that movie did really well. It made money and people liked it. But then they went right back to uh, to the old practice of chopping up uh, the director's vision. Well, yeah, it would be it would be interesting to look at like a timeline of when Wonder Woman came out and at that time had they already like gone on with I can't remember had they already like gone on with giving Joss Whedon the, the gig because um, I remember. They they did a really good job of making it seem like the main reason they did that was because Snyder stepped down because of the family situation. Yeah. 
And no one really questioned it at the time because it was such like a sad situation. No one would fucking... And it's easier to accept that reasoning. Exactly. So no one's going to be a dick and question... Actually, there were a couple of people who were fucking mm-hmm. assholes on the internet. I, I, I was just going to say that. Yeah. There were people who were fucking assholes and who were talking shit behind a computer and just saying the most horrific, horrible things ever. Um, but that aside, um, unfortunately, and as, as sad as it is, I think that uh, Snyder stepping down wasn't something that uh, the studio was, like, um, unhappy about. <laughs> you know, it, it it seemed like for them it's maybe something that they had wanted to do. And, you know, it's like when you fire somebody, it's, like, really awkward. But then if they're going to take time off anyway, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, of course, of course, you know. So it, it was just it was just a disgusting and terrible and sad situation that just led to really bad uh, decision-making and um, a clusterfuck, if you would, of a movie that I still really enjoyed. Um, <laughs> regardless of all that as, shit. As did I. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, uh, if anything, I liked it, but it does not hold the candle up to Batman vs. Superman, you know? No, not at all. It's like a, a watered-down version of that. You know, you, you can feel that the vision of Batman v Superman was there originally. It's almost like uh, drinking the Diet Pepsi after Pepsi Max. <laughs> you can tell damn it they're trying to lie to us well it's it was nice to go over that uh, article which is uh i would say like 80 percent fake news 20 percent new news um I'm, I'm interested to hear what people are going to say after reading it and thinking that it's all 100 percent fact like see dc admits to copying disney you know DC admits that they hate superhero movies, or Warner Brothers admits they're hating superhero <laughs> movies, and it was a conspiracy. Oh my god. It, it, it sucks because everything about the Snyder verse that so many people disliked, I fucking loved. Yeah, me too. I mean, if, if, if I, in my perfect world, the one guy that they put in charge of making all the movies would be Zack Snyder. Yeah. The Wonder Woman movie, that was his vision, too. Was, he he the wrote the main story. Yep. He wrote that, the story. That was his cast. Yeah. They adapted his story, whatever the script. They, they wrote a script based on his story, and he did the casting. You're right. It's almost like uh, if, if Snyder was a ghostwriter, and then nobody knew he had any part of the film. You mean then the ghostwriter? Then, then you release the film, and then you see the reaction, and you're like, oh, yeah. Snyder did this, this, and this. What would everybody's reaction would be? <laughs> like, ha! Well, there, there, there was some of that anyway. There was that one... I forget what her name is. Oh, some let's critic not say that, her name. That had bashed even, everything. I don't want yeah. to give her the... But, uh, I know she, uh, she tweeted... Yeah, she, she had that tweet out after Wonder Woman came out because she loved it. And she tweeted something about, you see what a DC movie can be when Zack Snyder isn't allowed to touch it? Yeah, she was oh, like... She said, Hold on, bitch. What an idiot. She said, this is the funniest, most damning thing ever said about Zack Snyder's career. And it was an article basically saying that the success of Wonder Woman was such a blow to Zack Snyder's vision of the DC universe. And it's like, you fucking morons. He, that was his, that was part of his vision of the DC universe, you fucking dipshits. Like the, that group that Wonder Woman had, like that that group of guys that she was fighting with through that whole movie. 
there was a photo of them in Dawn of Justice. That's right. Because that was part of his story. That was way before any of the filming of Wonder Woman. <laughs> That's hilarious, Rob. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. The, the fucking Wonder Woman Easter egg in Dawn of Justice, it was put... Oh, my God. I'm so mad right now. I'm so mad. Anyway, uh, if we're done with that, this wasn't even on the schedule yet, uh, on the schedule for tonight's chat, but uh, I wanted to bring it up. Have you guys watched yet The Toys That Made Us on Netflix? Saw, no. Still haven't finished it, but saw the first uh, first episode, which was the Legends. Have you seen this? No, I have. Oh I added it to my list after Robin mentioned it, oh, but I haven't dude. had the opportunity. That first episode yeah. of Star Wars is fucking amazing, but that's the only one I've seen so far. So what's going on with that? Yeah, uh, well, there's four episodes that they put out so far, and another four are coming uh, sometime in the next few months. What? So the, the four episodes they put out are Star Wars, Barbie, He-Man, and G.I. Joe. Uh-huh. So the next batch, uh, I believe all they've announced so far is three of the next four are Hello Kitty, Transformers, and Star Trek. Ooh, well, but, he- uh, all of which have big, uh, big followings. Absolutely. And that's that Star Wars episode is everything you need to know about the show. Oh yeah, there's so much cool information in there, like, like from the the point where the decision was made of what size those or- original Star Wars figures would be, came from like the guys that you know did the actual production and stuff, going to the boss guy and saying how. Sh- how big uh, are we going to make these? Because they wanted to be able to make the ships and everything too and have them be to scale mm. and not be the size of a house. So they, they went to him to ask what size they should make these toys and he put his hand up and like put out his finger and his thumb like you know when you're uh, showing someone your approximate penis size <laughs> and he just puts <laughs> his hand out like that and he goes, this big. So he's standing, he's holding his hand up saying this big and the one guy takes a ruler out and measures the space between his finger and his thumb and goes, okay, that's three and three quarters inch. Yeah. Holy and, and, shit, his penis is large. Is that thick was, was or long? Circum- yeah, that was girth. Okay. Uh, and then uh, they get into things like the original deal that was made for those figures. Well, uh, it was what, Mattel? It was, uh, no, it was smaller Kenna. than Mattel. Uh, yeah, Kenner. Kenner. Okay. Kenner was the original toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the the deal that they made for that that production of the original toys, which stayed in effect until they made a new deal for the prequel movies to come out, was that for every dollar made, Kenner made ninety five cents of it, and George Lucas and the the film company what Fox yeah. was it Yeah, Fox. They split. A nickel of every dollar. Yep. Jeez. Or and this this is this is how little faith they had in it. It was either they they split a nickel for every dollar, or if they didn't make enough, they would get a check for ten thousand dollars at the end of like each cycle. Ten thousand dollars is nothing. Nothing. So that is the worst deal ever. <laughs> yeah, and and they they talked about how like. Uh, they kept trying to go back and forth through like when the like right before the movie came out when there was buzz, Lucas tried to re-enter negotiations about it and they weren't able to do anything about it. And then even as the movie came out, like they were trying to fucking like get a better deal, but 
it was like it's it's still like the best deal any toy company has ever made for like toys because it, it was so they were such a small independent company they were on one floor of a building in Chicago wasn't it or was it Milwaukee oh, one, one of those one of those remember. states it talks like one of the cities it talks like this <laughs> yeah it, but it, yeah they're they're all uh, all the episodes are just under an hour and they're just full of information like that even the Barbie episode is fascinating yeah. like. Um, one of the guys, the guy that created the design, like uh, how the Barbie uh, pieces moved, like the joints and the knees and everything, that guy made so much money that he bought this mansion in like Bel Air or something, and he turned it into a castle, and he had like this S&M dungeon in the basement. What? They interview the guys that made the toys, but they also interview like hardcore collectors, and um, I was surprised that they didn't interview Rick Springfield. Because um, he is, like, well-known in the Star Wars collecting community for, like, having the craziest, most expensive Star Wars collection. Like, he um, he buys, like, the OG on, mint on-box figures, and he, like, has them gr- uh, graded and shit. And uh, he works with, like, a dealer in New York. And he's, like, collected and he's, like, resold a couple of figures to be able to afford other more rare ones. And they interviewed the dealer. There's a YouTube video. If you, like, just search Rick Springfield Star Wars Collection, there's a YouTube, like, little mini documentary about him where um, they're interviewing his dealer in New York. And his dealer's like, oh, yeah, I've been I've been doing – I've been I've been a dealer for, like, 25 years. And he says, Rick Springfield has made me more money than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, out of, like, art collecting and fucking, like – antiques and shit this guy makes more money working for rick springfield and star wars toys than anything else it's nuts dude how much you know some shit goes for these days that's why i'm so happy that uh i had to step out of the star wars game so long ago i I remember dude i remember i was one of those kids that when the prequels came around uh right before the movies came out i was like going to walmart kmart toys r us every week with like my allowance and buying Star Wars figures and keeping them, I still have like three or four boxes in my parents' house of unopened Episode One, The Phantom Menace figures oh, on card. Me too. With yeah, the fucking communicator and the chip reader, <laughs> so you can hear him say all the little quotes. I got a fucking like pod racer. Oh man, I got it all. I got Captain Panaka, bro. I didn't even care. Captain Panaka had like two lines. I wanted him. The Viceroy <laughs> from the Trade Federation. <laughs> The negotiators, all four different variants of the of the battle droids. You got your standard, you got your tan with like grease marks, you got your 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 like your battle damage variant, and there was one more. I forget which one that was. I think it was like the lieutenant with the little thing on his shoulder. Right. And they had they had come out with characters from like the books. Yeah, and, Shadows uh, of the Empire. Yeah, yep. yeah. Dash Rendar. They had his Outrider. I had that. Yeah. Oh man, I went nuts, dude. I used to be crazy with Star Wars toys. I still, I think I still have a lot of the vehicles, because that was the coolest part. Is they made so many vehicles. And uh, then I gave it all up, man. Had to, had to get out the game. Yeah. That, that's another cool part in the episode is uh, when they're talking about the all the vehicles and things that weren't in any of the movies that they just started pumping out because they, they needed to make more vehicles. Yeah. Yeah, they, they just went with the blueprints that uh, Lucas provided them with a lot of stuff. Sometimes yeah. 
like were fucking on screen for like a second <laughs> when <laughs> they made them. But and uh, yeah, they have they have the one guy uh, from Kenner that got to go to the set. Oh God! And like George Lucas welcomed him onto the set and was like, "Oh, you should have been here yesterday. We blew up the Death Star." Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, a great show. It's a good show. Yeah. All all the episodes are like that. Uh, going through the the He Man episode, they you know, go right into the fact that you know this was the thing that they already had the toys and they just wanted a cartoon to market them. Yeah. Yeah, they were talking about how they they were trying to convince George Lucas to. They just started making like BS toys just to keep the line going. Harrison Ford. Boy, why the fuck are we talking Star Wars? I, <laughs> what the fuck? Did, did I step in? Did I fucking everyone get everyone get back to fucking work? <laughs> a, lot, a lot changed. A lot changed while you were off. Yeah, you that's the way the cats will play. You haven't seen the. Play. You haven't seen the new name on the Instagram, the Star Wars Force. <laughs> fucking put put away those R two D two fucking hats or whatever the fuck this thing is called. And oh man, oh, you mean holy the, shit. The to, to catch you up, though, uh, you need to watch that show on Netflix, The Toys That Made Us. Oh, yeah, they got um, all the retro 80s Real stuff, good. right? Oh, you were in England when it came out. She was in England. <gasps> oh, you know what? Um, uh, they Remember I said they only announced three of the uh, next four episodes. Uh-huh. I wonder if the fourth episode could be uh, Ninja Turtles. You, That's another thing that there are a ton of different figures and they're worth money. Like, but did you the have the comforter, the bed sheet, the pillowcases? Because I did. Of the Ninja Turtles? Yeah. When did that first movie come out? Or was it the, the TV show came out first, right? The yeah. comics, then the TV show, and then the mine movie. Was the, uh, mine was the uh, cartoon. Yeah, I think that's what that was what I was getting into. Um, that was huge. I th- man, that was like early, early 90s for sure. But uh, I was also super into um, Ghostbusters, too. They made some awesome Ghostbuster toys for a while. Well, but what I was saying right before uh, we were interrupted is um, Harrison Ford, after reading, like, part of the script, he was he asked George Lucas, he's like, why don't you kill Han Solo at, like, the end of the... Yeah. Like, why don't you kill Han... And George Lucas said, eh, you can't really make money off of toys of a dead character. That's why he didn't want to kill yeah, Han he, Solo. Yeah, he, he didn't... And Harrison Ford wanted him to die. Like every time they made a new movie, he, he wanted he wanted Han to die. Well, he kind of wants to kill himself the way he keeps crashing these planes. <laughs> Seriously, but yeah, it's just funny how how aware he was of the toy situation and how how much he wanted to like market it for toys and stuff. Since you were doing the George Lucas impression there, uh, before we forget. I know Falco Kick would like to hear some Dan DiDio. We've got to give him a shout-out, because what did he say? Let me bring it up real quick. Anytime you guys want to be on the show, as far as getting a shout-out, just hit us up on Twitter, send us a DM that you're listening to the show, because um, we love hearing feedback, you know, positive or negative. We went, we, we read a negative review last week. We didn't give a shit. Um, yeah, so, like, send... I, I I would love for people to send us recording. Email. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That we can yeah send us a recording that we can just throw in the episode. Yeah, yeah. Tear us apart if you want to, and we'll we'll put Wait, it. In. We got a negative review last week. No, no, no. It wasn't negative. It was. I'll, I'll read it again. Let's give him a double shout out. Let me find it real quick. You know what that review said? That review said y'all motherfuckers talking too much Star Wars. That's <laughs> <what> it <was>. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> it's funny. It's, it's it's like you're reading the review to us. <laughs> Oh, man, I, I wish... think it was you that wrote the review. <laughs> <laughs> here it is. Here it is. Austin Erickson. 
at a Erickson Fox Nine getting a shout out for the second week in a row. At the Bat Force, I love your guys' show, but you need to make sure your audio is all at the same level. I end up turning the volume up and down on my car since one person is louder than the other. And then I was explaining to the guys, I was like, you know, yeah, because, you know, with the recordings, when, I'm, when I was editing them, I noticed that too, and I was trying to mess with the levels, and I kept like, what the fuck's the issue? Like, is my was the recording style wore off? What's going on? And then I realized I had the fucking mic turned the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, that happens, that happens to me sometimes I too. Did a really nice technical maneuver where I moved the mic back in front of me, <laughs> and then it just kind of fixed everything. So, and then, yeah. um, <laughs> so that was uh, Austin Erickson. Another shout out for Austin Erickson. But then, Falco Kick um, tweeted. Uh, Falco Kick says, "I want a whole compilation of every time Dan DiDio shows up on the Bat Force. Funniest impression in any podcast." And I'm not really sure what he's referencing. It was probably the interview with Scott Snyder. I think that was the last time when um, we got a little Dan DiDio. Uh, I th- honestly, I think Dan shows up in almost every episode <laughs> at some point, if I, now that I think about it. Well, you know, the beautiful thing about Star Wars is you just, you, you got a creator who just was passionate. He was really passionate about, uh, you know, the concept of, of the Star and the Wars. And uh, you know, with, with Rebirth, we, we want to do the same thing with Rebirth, you know, even though it wasn't my idea. We, we want to we wanna envision kind of a Star Wars with the comics, you know. <laughs> The star in the wars. <laughs> oh, oh, I love Dan. Now that we got the Bat Force Times with us, and we haven't fucking talked to you for like what almost a month. Uh, what have you been up to? Well, I just got back from the United Kingdom, and I I brought some warm weather y'all way. You know, yeah. sixty degrees tomorrow, Grumps. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you. <laughs> How does that happen, going from negative 20 to 60 degrees in, like, less than a week? I'll tell you how. Bat Force time shows up. Fucking hot in the... I stepped off that motherfucking airplane, like... I got... My my blood temperature went up, because... Yeah, my fucking blood pressure went up, because I was like... Something's amiss. I think these guys are talking about Star Wars again. I gotta fucking (laughs) hop on the radio waves. Uh, it's funny because you know it makes sense it? now. The one episode that we did talk about Star Wars for like an hour, it didn't it surprisingly didn't work every time that, <laughs> uh, I sent it over to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the one episode, the one episode that we had trouble with. Well, it, uh, it, it kept um, I compromised my computer because of. Uh, all the, I think that's what it was. <laughs> Little did that you was, know, it that was, was main, kind of strange. We were we were mainly shitting on the new Star Wars more than we were doing anything else. Actually, we were we yeah. were pretty I, I, we were pretty fair about it. I don't say we were shit. Yeah. We we were we weren't so fair to Rose, but oh god. Two things: you take Ken Sushihara away from Warner Brothers, you take him out of there, and you take Rose out of Last Jedi, and we we'll talk business after that. <laughs> if you have to, let, let them trade jobs. Oh how that shit! Goes. Did you guys talk about uh, the uh, the what he said about the focus of DC right now? Yeah, we we just got off of that topic, but you can put in your two cents if you want. We well, were just saying, uh, two pence. What were you saying? We, two what pence, was the Tom. consensus? Uh, well, the, we read the article on the radio, or we read the we read blah, blah, blah. we read the article on air because um, the article is written in such a way that it takes quotes, but then it also um, takes like really bizarre, non-direct quotes from quote-unquote insiders in Warner Brothers, and it has some. It's basically a little biased the the issue the article, but. 
that one quote is the biggest thing in, in the entire article. The one at the very end that you're referencing, where he says he doesn't want to be Disney. So right. That's the big. That's basically the so, biggest thing in the article. So that's that's pretty legit from that source. That yeah, article. It's, that's 100 percent a quote from Sushihara. That that last quote, yeah. Okay, so that 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 made me extremely fucking happy because yeah. my biggest fear was Warner Brothers trying to be Marvel. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was my biggest fear because I I don't want family fun comedies with superheroes in them that Disney's putting out or Marvel whatever. I want, you know, I want I want that that mature dark opera, you know? Yeah. And they're going that way because Shazam is fucking mystical and fantastical. Shazam. Um, the op- Shazam. The Aquaman movies directed by, was it James Wan, who did the fucking Conjuring and all that shit? You know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Justice League Dark, and big shout-out to our boy Teases, who um, works um, alongside marketers' expenses, and these retailers want DC merchandise that's more on the darker side of the house now because of the way the, the, um, the movie um, focus is shifting. So... That makes me very happy because the last thing I want is for Warner Brothers to start pumping out these fucking, you know, Disney-esque movies where it's fucking popcorn and jokes and forgettable. You know what I mean? Well, I think, so, yeah. So darker the better, man. Burn that motherfucker. I, I feel really good about that quote and what their focus is, how their focus is shifting in Warner Brothers and the DC movies. But the fact that we're only getting one fucking movie this year. Dude, one movie fuck. versus nine from Marvel. Nine from Marvel. How crazy All is that? But, but here's the thing. Every single one of those Marvel movies are going to be the same family fun comedy popcorn, you know, catered um, type of film style. That nah, comes out. I wouldn't say that. Oh, I don't yeah, know about dude, that there's Venom, a film. Whole, Venom That's the only exception. Is the nah, Tom Hardy no, Venom film? It's gonna be different. Wait, 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 wait. What, what was Panther. that? I missed it. What were you saying about that? Here's another problem with all these Marvel movies being pumped out. People are already starting to bitch about the oversaturation of superhero films in Hollywood. Like Jodie Foster's going up for soapbox saying, "Oh, you know, fucking superhero movies are ruining moviegoers in Hollywood and all this shit." And people uh. might start getting sick of superhero films. And I don't know how that's gonna affect Warner Brothers. And that could help them. Because the tone will be so much more different than everything that you're going to be fed this year, that it could work in Warner Brothers' favor. But on the same note, that's that's a lot of fucking superhero films. So where does where know. does one get a soapbox these days? <laughs> I guess when you're Jody Amazon. Foster, when you're Jodie Foster, Amazon. you got connections, I guess. So. But uh, what was the, what was the thing about the Tom Hardy? Oh, that's the, the only Hardy one I'm Venom. looking forward to. Yeah, Venom? he's Venom. Eddie hey, Brock. You know they're going to make uh, that funny, new, right? New, New Mutants is uh, is going to be horror as well, yeah. And it actually just got pushed back because they're doing rewrites on it because it wasn't scary enough. Really scary? I, I can dig with that. Yo, man, now, is that why I, the Trunkler's not here tonight? Is he a part of the reshoots? <laughs> hey, you missed you, miss, you missed some quality Trunkler, man, on Saturday. Oh uh, yeah, I, really, I was working. I really hope they do a McFarlane Spider-Man. I mean, a McFarlane-style Venom for that Tom Hardy movie. Man. Uh, is it? Really am, am I am I uh, spreading fake news when I say that I thought I heard that they're going to make Venom like uh, more of a comedy? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I, I I always heard that they were going uh, 
horror vibes with it. You can just say an insider uh, told you, and then yeah. you'd be good. There you go. Sony, a Sony insider told me. I read it on a meme. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it, it's crazy. That's but, what uh, worried me with the Venom thing. I had oh, fuck. I wish I could remember the bullshit. A lot of movies, man. But it was like oh, Venom is going to go for a. What are you getting vibe. to? You get into Ant Man and Wasp, right? The what? Yeah. Yeah. Black Panther, Ant Man, Man, so many films. Did you hear that? Uh, Black Panther has already outsold more um, pre-sale tickets than any other Marvel movie so far. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. Crazy. It looks good too. I haven't seen the second one, but the first trailer looked awesome. Don't forget about uh, they just moved up the Deadpool uh, release. It's going to release the same day as uh, the Han Solo film. Ooh. Unpopular opinion, but I could do without Deadpool. The new Deadpool? Zero. Oh. I mean, just zero. Yeah, the new Deadpool. Hey, did anybody here like The Last Jedi? I, I, we we kind of covered I that in the, in the review. I, I liked... Yeah. I think we all kind of liked it, but we... I, I liked a lot I of, I liked it, a lot of parts of the but... film, but overall, I would have to say I uh, didn't like it. Yeah, it was... For me, it was like... Uh, Holy shit. Legend just hated that shit. What the fuck was that? <laughs> just a gunshot, babe. Just got on the hallway, boy. Jesus oh, Christ. Shit. That sounded like a legit fucking gunshot. <sighs> fucking New York. Um, um, hey, anybody grab that It Steelbook? I want to know. Where, Best Buy? Or no, no, no. Target? Uh, I think I Target was Target. Oh, shit. Hey, wait, Grumps, you, you just saw it for the first time, right? Yeah. You just What'd you think, it? man? Oh, I loved it. It was great. It's great for even a non-horror movie. Yeah, no, that still book was at Target. I believe uh, so. Best Buy. Target Wait. had the postcards. Uh, I was, was going to say they probably just give Lola one for free. Frequent <laughs> <laughs> <Frequent> flyer miles. <laughs> yeah. Most people got the rewards card. They get the five percent. Lola gets the ten percent. I just uh, I just got a Hot Wheels Batman Forever Batmobile that I found at Target, and I gotta say I'm very disappointed in this uh, in the quality of this. All the other ones that I've gotten in this scale were like, um, what do you call them, diecast, and this one's plastic. Garbage. Whatever. Fuck you, Hot Wheels. <laughs> but um, die slow, Hot Wheels. Right. Jesus Christ, give us a little quality for once. Holy shit, it's going to kill you? Fuck. What other movies are coming out that, uh... Oh, you know what I was saying after talking about uh, Black Panther? Who the fuck is Michael B. Jordan's agent to get him into everything? And how does he keep getting work? I personally think he's a terrible actor. Have you seen... uh, He's he's full of himself, too. Have you seen Apollo, or have you seen Creed? I have seen Creed. I, heard I don't that was like him in good. that film either. You didn't like him in oh, Creed? No. I see. I, 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 I don't like him. But then I saw Creed and I was like, all right. Charles, you pick up anything uh, in uh, Jolly Old England? Any uh, European variants? You know what? They don't do them in, in the UK because it's the same language. It's printed in the same language. Um, like, that's why you can get those cool covers in Spain or well, I mean, uh, South America. I don't know about uh, that. Okay. I mean, they speak English over there. We speak American here. <laughs> That's what Trunks said. But I did get a cool <laughs> calendar. Yeah, I saw that. The, uh, the UK, uh, they usually put out a Batman calendar every year, so I got a really cool uh, You know, I heard that. that in the UK, they actually uh, leave out a whole month, so it's only an 11-month calendar because of all the tea time they have to account for that they lose. <laughs> <laughs> in the holidays. Like yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I paid a visit to a couple of shops, Forbidden Planet and uh, Leeds, uh, OK Comics and Leeds, uh, cool shops. Uh, Did you go? They, oh, it's, it's actually in pretty interesting because I spoke with a couple of shop uh, workers and owners in the in the UK, um, and they it's the same thing like over here. They're like Batman uh, metal sells out, White Knight selling out. It's hot over there. They go to secondary printing. They keep ordering them in the UK. And then she asked me something about, uh, oh, have you read this new uh, X-Men thing like that? And I go, uh, no, nah, I'm actually kind of Marvel illiterate at this point. I really. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, oh, yeah, me too. It's just the shot makes me read it so I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and I started yeah, laughing. <laughs> you know, that was one of my moments, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just have to. Yeah, so yeah that sucks yeah. that uh, people at shops have to waste their time on that shit. Well, um, I'm sure they like the like the Charles Daredevil stuff and you know a couple of hand handful True. of titles from Marvel. But it's cool to see and hear that um, Batman is just selling the fuck out like all over the world. Like people want more and more Batman. Like I asked to see you know from Tom King stuff to Titan stuff to White Knight to Metal. She's like, yeah, it's just flying off the shelves over yeah, there. It's, so. uh, it's it's like it's like Batman Incorporated. You know, Batman's uh, all over the world. Yeah, well, you know, what's good is good. I'm, I'm just, I'm really happy that the bad books are good. And let me tell you, man. Well, this year I'm really looking forward to cracking open that Grant Morrison Batman omnibus boy. Ooh. We're gonna, have, we're gonna, we're gonna have to have to, a little segment for that covering that. This did, did someone say omnibus? Wait, when is yeah. that? I gotta look at the list. Is it the entire run? Literally everything he's written on Batman? No, it's it's in like two a volume volumes. One. Okay, it's going to be two volumes. Yeah. Starting with what? Yeah. I'm not sure. I got I don't know if they broke it down yet or not. Gothic? It's supposed to be a, a, with, a, a monster. Old, does it go old school and gives you gothic? I think the covering no, is actual so. Batman run. Right, he was doing the Batman yeah. title, wasn't he? Uh, was I, I just posted. Uh, I just posted uh, like an hour ago. Uh, a picture from uh, Batman: The Return, that was a Grant Morrison book. Oh, Batman Returns. And yeah, no, ba- yeah, Batman: The Return. You know, after he uh, comes back post Final Crisis. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That was a Grant Morrison issue. So I just posted this uh, splash page of the Batcave from that issue, and Fabic commented on it that his brother built a model of the cave there, including the Batmobile, for Dave to have for reference to, to draw that page. Tell him Pixar didn't happen. <laughs> tell, tell him he has to send the model over or else we won't believe him. Oh. <laughs> Wait, so isn't that the... That's, yeah, because uh, fucking Finch... He's talking about Finch, right? Yeah. Yeah, Finch did a fucking gnarly um, Batcave. Better, that, better than uh, Jim Lee's drawing with all the Batmobiles. Which one is that in from Hush? I think it's in Hush. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We should uh, we should return to this uh, one uh, this year. Uh, we have to figure out what's the what's our favorite uh, Batcave ever drawn. This is a, this is a great topic because uh, there's yeah. there's a lot of good ones. Capullo has a great one in the Court of Owls. Yeah, that Jim Lee one's mm. dope because it uh. It has this like huge machine that rotates the Batmobiles. Right. Yeah. Level. I think that's Hush. Yeah. Oh, man, you love even Hush. Has, like, a... You love Hush. Yeah, I never said I didn't <laughs> like Hush. I love Hush. I'll tell you one thing though. I appreciate Hush. The more times I read it, the more I appreciate it. Because uh, 
I think Jeff Love did a really good story with that as well. That was a good one. Oh, no, man, it's I'm, amazing. I got I'm, I got the unwrapped in my hand right now. Was it Hush it. or was it All Star Batman in Robin? Oh, you might be. It might be All Star. Hang on. May, oh, it might be. Yeah, I think it might be All Star Batman and Robin. Ooh, Bust out flipped, that absolute boy. I just flipped but, open to issue two of Hush with Huntress on the bike. Fuck. Um, What's dope coming, about this, Hush is uh, his like, uh, what do you call it? His medical room, his surgical room. And then yeah. the back cave. I think that's really cool too. That's Jim Lee in his prime, man. James Lee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to. Yeah. I, I, I think um, I think Jim Lee's best artwork of all time was in All Star Batman and Robin, though. That, I, uh, I, I, that is just a great, flip, just just flip through it, man. Just flip through. It's like a great debate topic for sure. Because um, I don't know, man. You see some of these covers for Hush, though. Like for example, I'm already looking at number six thirteen. Where he's holding uh, Catwoman in his arms and Harley's oh, behind dude, him. Oh, dude, I was just—I was just about to bring that up, Tom. One of my favorite images ever. These these fucking oh, covers. Oh, I got that. Um, I got that T-shirt. Oh, Catwoman and Ivy, right? You're talking about. Well, that's another one. So that's a different issue. Uh, yeah, no, no, not that one. The one that Tom's talking about is where he's on his knees holding a dying uh, Catwoman in his arms. She's like bleeding well, out of her mouth. Yeah. And Harley's behind him holding the gun. And then Nash is about that. Oh, dead Nashcat. We haven't. Oh man, there hasn't been some Nashcat drops at Nashcat dot at Nashcat at Twitter dot at Nashcat on Instagram. <laughs> we haven't had some Nashcat drops in a while, dude. We're fucking due for some. No wonder I had this itch like on the back of my neck, man. I thought I thought you were gonna say something else, but <laughs> <laughs> there's also there's also that cover with. Um, I know that a lot of people don't like the Jim Lee Joker, but that's an awesome cover where on uh, the next issue, 614, where it's like Joker getting choked out by Batman and his teeth are all shattered. Who doesn't like Jim Lee's Joker, Grant? A lot of people. Oh, I hate it. Uh, I don't like it. See? I hate it. Told you. I, lo- I love me some Jim Lee Joker. The the oh, only oh. thing that takes me out of uh, his design, like I like he does like the big piano key teeth, I just can't... Uh, settle with the nose that he does on him. The big yeah. old hook guys, nose. Yeah, it's like, it's like a banana sticking off his face. It is. Yeah. Just give me some of that good old Tim Sale joke. Yeah, I, I don't know if that, there's... Uh, that uh, Batman Nightwing cover from Hush. Oh, great. Oh, Were they running? Shit. Yeah. Nightwing. Yeah, I, have a, I have that on a mug. Ooh. Damn, you said oh, wow. you said night somewhere in uh, Brooklyn. Colt's dick just got hard because you said night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, uh, the, the shout out, shout out to Colt. Shout out to Colt. Yo, man, I, we I read this. Um, Call read it a comeback. The, I, I read on the Colt Daily this morning that there's a <laughs> heavy circulated rumor that Colt the Bat might be coming back in uh, 2018. Oh shit! Heavy rumor. Oh, heavy rumor. Shit. What do you guys think of his Killer Croc? What do you think of Jim Lee's Killer Croc? That's pretty uh, cool. He does look very much like a real Croc. Yeah. You know what? I, I like? I've always been a, a fan of the Croc who is always devolving and turning less human and more Croc. Like yeah, tailish. Definitely. Yeah, we're have growing to... a tail and getting bigger. Yeah, I don't. Which, I don't think we, he has a we tail. have to figure out um, our favorite Croc. That's another topic. That uh, the first one that comes to my mind is the Libra Merhos in uh. Uh, Joker. What, he's Sorry. like a gangster? I don't know, he just looks... Maybe because of the detail, he just looks nuts, man. I don't know. That's kind Cuts of like what cr- they did with uh, Suicide Squad, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, with the BET? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
Uh, you know what I do like about Hush is that Jim did a lot of flashbacks in watercolor. Yeah, that was nice. And Especially the with ones... the Batgirl stuff. Exactly. But... Wearing it's Joker, yeah, it it's nice. Killing Joke. It's a Killing Joke flashback in watercolor. Yeah, How come he doesn't have... Yeah, dude, Joker doesn't have a hook nose there. Yo, man. F- yeah, that's true. He didn't. It was more like a classic Joker, wasn't it? All right, so Legends, you're a liar. It wasn't in Hush. I'm gonna, where's the other one? All-Star, right? Batman and Robin All-Star. I did say it might be an All-Star. You did say that after you lied, though. You were... you, you boys like it metal? Dude, they just... Uh, okay. On Saturday, they uh, broke the news. There's only two issues left, plus the Wild Hunt. Wasn't that where it's supposed to be? Yeah, but I... had four, yeah. four and six issues, right? I was Isn't fucking that? under the impression that we were going to have, like... I don't know. I didn't think it was only two issues left. Well, there's going to be some spinoffs and stuff. And, uh, I was pretty sad. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I I tell you one thing. He's someone. He's he spilled the beans. And it was on our last show about uh, they're coming out with an omnibus. Omnibus. So, and that's good because uh, you know, we got the inside scoop because oh, I because you know they like they like to put out you know the hardcover and the deluxe before they put because they want to make as much money as they can publishing. Yeah. So you know everyone's <laughs> going to buy the first volume, the second one. That's going to be a nice one. That's nice middle omni. Um, uh, that White Knight's hot right now, right? You guys, uh, um, you guys yeah. jonesing off that? Yeah. In, uh, 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 Murphy uh, re- replied to someone's tweet earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, someone sent him a picture from their shop, I think, that issue four of White Knight, the shop was already selling it for $10. Whoa, which one's issue four, the last one? Yeah. yeah. Which, why, the, why is the that? Issue because that came of the Neo Joker? A week ago. I don't know. It just uh, oh, wait, what's the first appearance of the Neo Joker? Issue two, I think. Yeah. Mm. Bro, we're getting so many new great what characters. Murphy, Murphy's saying he, he wanted to put out an R-rated version of one. Yeah, he wants. Yeah, he's yeah. hoping that. Uh, yeah, he wants to do a trade paperback, like two versions of the trade, one that's uh, R-rated. He wants to show both Harley's getting banged at once. He oh, wants yeah. to show their boobies. Boobies. Uh, yeah, but he better watch out because James Franco tried to do that, and you know what happened to him. Yeah, he like won, you don't he won want a golden you don't globe. Want, so you don't you don't want to put these two Harleys in a in a situation where they feel like they can't say no. Yeah, <laughs> they don't, you want you don't want to Franco them. You don't want to get them Francoed. Hey, has there been allegations against Franco yet? Yeah, James Franco. Yeah. Where you been in England or something? Yeah, <laughs> where, where the hell have you been? <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? Uh, I, 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 obviously, I don't know the guy personally, but something about that makes me really happy. Really? <laughs> like, yeah, he struck me as an asshole, dude. He was going to like six different colleges at once. Like, what the? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> he, uh, um, yeah, he he got uh, hit with five different allegations, and um, <laughs> Hollywood's burning, boy. It's crazy, okay. dude. But you know, oh, did it, you see that video of? Uh, Weinstein in the restaurant. Oh, getting slapped, getting back. <laughs> yeah, that guy wants to take a picture with him, and he's, Weinstein's like, "No, no, I'm sorry." You know, he had been talking all nice to the guy, but just didn't want to take a picture. And the guy like gives him like a, a double slap in the face. Wait, so it was? I I only saw it pick up from when he slaps the guy, from when he slaps him. Yeah, uh, there, there's audio that uh, TMZ played of them talking. Like, you, uh, I don't know if they like isolated the video or something to, to enhance the audio, but you can hear the guy saying, you know, oh, uh, I, I'm a big fan of your work, Bob, you know, yada, yada, you, you've done, you've done great work. <laughs> and and Weinstein's <laughs> like, yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, it's, it's a different time for me now, but, but thank you very much. 
And then the next thing you know, the guy's asking for the picture, and when Bob says no, the guy slaps him. What? Fuck that guy, dude. I mean, fuck Weinstein, too, but what the fuck? What a, that guy's a dirtbag, then. Just because he wouldn't give him a picture, that's when he flips on him? Yep. That guy's a piece of now, shit, the, too. Now, the guy, the guy does say that he was drunk at the time. Oh, that makes it okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that excuses all your behavior. Like, there, there are many better reasons to slap Weinstein. Yeah, he wouldn't picture it. Yeah, yeah you, you got to give him the Starenko special, right? Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby baby, Slap. Bobby, ba- Bobby, Bobby baby, Bobby baby. <laughs> what, what, what would you do if you saw Weinstein in like the same diner as you having a, a fucking burger or something? Like, is it messed up that uh, the first thing I think of is uh, telling the waitress that he's picking up my tab? <laughs> oh yeah, a little uh, dumb and dumber thing. There. That's like the. That's how I feel like I would totally get him. Just order the lobster, yeah. a couple of bottles of wine. Tell him that Bob's got the tab. Yeah, it's on Bob over there, you know, right there. Yeah, hey, hello, hi, Bob. Dude, but you know what's fucking crazy is like the fact that this guy thinks that he can just go into public and like that stuff not happen to him. It's so crazy that his life's become that, but that's that's what it is now. Like, Who does he think he is? He can just go out and have a nice meal. Like, he's a human being? He's a star. That's how Time fucked up his life is. I mean, you can make the argument that he fucked other people's lives up worse, which, you know, that's probably true, I don't know, and whatever, but, I mean, can you, I just, I can't imagine, like, no matter where you go, you're a fucking target now, you know? Like, yeah. you're a mark. That's fucking crazy. It's kind of like uh, being a woman. <laughs> yeah. What, what I saw something online too where it was like, um, it was a someone posted a, a, a link and it said like, um, here are five things that you can do to not get hit on at work. And I remember thinking like, I have literally never had to fucking think about that. <laughs> that is an existence and experience that I will never relate to. So so DC Comics, huh? <laughs> yeah, that was how the fuck did we spin off on so much shit? <laughs> this sounds like this sounds like a real radio show. <laughs> this is the No Limits podcast. Weren't yeah. we supposed to talk about Batman Forever? Yeah, that went to shit. Yeah, I think we'll it, it'd, be, uh, it'd be best after yeah. a fresh wash or a fresh fresh watch. So, is it on Netflix right now? Hell yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's do this. Let's say that uh, next Thursday we come back and we talk Batman Forever. I'm down for Batman Forever and Batman and Batman and Robin. No, don't. No. You cannot put them. Yeah, I will never put those two movies together. It's like, uh, if we put the signal out, then we'll get, you know, we'll let people know. So if you guys are listening to this, we're going to watch Batman Forever and then regroup and talk about why... Everyone who says it's as bad as Batman and Robin is fucking wrong. Dead wrong. All right. Yeah, that, that about does it for the recording, yeah? Yeah, I suppose so. All right. Well, uh, check back next week. I think we're going to maybe uh, break down a little bit of the old uh, Batman Forever, huh? We'll, we'll talk about, for the entire segment, how Batman Forever is actually an awesome movie. And why everyone mm, and, thinks uh, otherwise is uninformed. God, this is <laughs> a good episode. All right, guys. Have a good week, and right. we'll check you out next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.